Bridgestone Tires just rolled into Midas. And if you roll in, we've got an exclusive deal for you. Get $70 back in Bridgestone rebates, plus a $50 reward card with paid installation. Shop Bridgestone Tires at Midas.com. What does Taco Bell's nacho cheese Doritos and fire pit moments have to do with raising teenagers? On today's episode... Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants, and get ready to be encouraged. This is The Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey guys, thanks for hanging out with me today. This is so fun. It's like my favorite people at a coffee shop just chatting. (laughs) Thanks for showing up today. So are you ready to remember what it was like to be a teenager? Oh my gosh, those were tough years. It felt like the gauntlet of life, you know, (laughs) when you go down to like the worst of the worst and then you come out on the other side and you're so appreciative. It's like the skies open up. (laughs) I remember the tough season of being a teenager. My poor mom, you know, I had such self-esteem issues. You know, I lacked confidence. I had lots of feelings of rejection. It was just a tough time for me. And I remember I felt like, I don't know, it was just, I felt like the biggest mess, you know, and those sensitive places, it just felt like, you know, those little puppy dogs on the side of the road where they're like, you go try to save them and they bite you. That was me. And, you know, when we have this like tough exterior, but we really are sensitive on the inside, especially when parents label us with, you know, like, um, you're the troublemaker, or why do you do this, or calling somebody a liar, or and in the heat of the moment, it feels like it's totally worthy of that moment. But, you know, teenagers, sometimes it's like hugging a porcupine. (laughs) So in today's episode, we're going to talk about teenage life and what it's like to be a teenager and what it's like to be, hey, the mom on the other side of that. We're going to talk about when life gets tough, and they feel like a porcupine when you're trying to hug them, the importance of leaning in and loving harder. All right, are you ready for this? Oh, moms, I totally get you. Especially during this season where when the kids were little and they felt like, felt like life, you hung the moon and mom was so cool and they just made a beeline to you as soon as something was wrong or they had a boo-boo or they wanted to tell you something or they were scared. And now this season of life, you can't post anything on social media. Everything is kind of radio silent. Hey, I get you, Mama, the one who we walk past each other at football games and the kids are all kind of rolling their eyes or you go to hug them and they act like you have, you know, head lice or something. (laughs) You know those days. And as we pass each other, it's like our eyes get big, like, I totally get you. Like, we want to do this invisible fist bump, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The other day, I was at high, at the high school, like a meet and greet. And one of my kids, he's still, he's kind of coming into teenageism and... Oh my gosh, all these moms are trying to talk to their kids and everything's like, I know, I know, and oh, just leave me alone or drop me off on the corner. 
And my son reached up and gave me like this Heimlich maneuver hug. And he picked me up, pulls me off the ground. I'm just like, oh, my Lord, I, I weigh more than him. And <laughs> he's a little skeety thing. And you could see all the moms like totally jealous, like, oh, your son still hugs you. And I thought, God, I know I hurt for all y'all because I've, I have other kids who don't. So I totally get it. But today, I just want to recognize you. And I just want to remind you that you are not alone, that we are millions strong. All right. Do you hear that? Do you feel it that I'm praying for you today and we are a big group? So I had this awesome person in my life during my teenage years. It was my mom's best friend. And she was the most incredible. Like, you know, sometimes the closest people to you, it's really hard to reach out. Well, she saw that. And my mom's best friend was like, she started writing me letters. <laughs> even even she was probably like, ooh, I don't know if I should uh, go over there and talk to her. So she started just writing letters, and I got mail. I mean, real mail with a stamp and everything. It was really cool. And I'd open it up, and she would just talk about how loved I am. And she would write scripture and tell me, like, how amazing I was. And she she could even see some of the things, like, how I love to write and how I love to speak and how it was showing up in my life and that there are these, you know, uh, clues in your life that show you who you're becoming. And she was great at writing those down and seeing who I am and where I was headed and the goodness of my life. And wow, it was so amazing. I just wanted to give a shout out to her today and just tell her how much I appreciate her and what she was in my life. Everybody needs someone like that, right? So she actually did this all the way through my college days. So you think about it. If there's someone in your life that you think, you know what, I could I could help them or be a mentor to them. Think about who that is and maybe write them a text today. Um, they'll be like, a letter? <laughs> I don't even know what my address is. <laughs> and text them and just tell them how much you believe in them and all the goodness in their life. But she continued to do that through my college years, and she actually came, flew 2,000 miles to attend my college graduation. So that was really cool. And a shout out to my parents, too, because I actually had to live with them, and God bless them. <laughs> Thanks for investing in me, Mom and Pop. I just want you to think about this, because if you're a mom of like a 10 and a 12-year-old, and you're thinking, oh, this doesn't relate to me, it will. So you might want to tune in, because you may be thinking, my little Tyler or Austin or Sarah, or Olivia, they wouldn't do that. Look, they will, because it's just it's just the gauntlet of life. It, you have to go through the middle school years. You have to go through those teenage years. It's, you know, it's no secret that they can be prickly at times, right? Depending on what season of teenagerism they're in. So they might be just coming into teenageism, and you're like, oh, this is not bad. I don't know what she was talking about, all those women giving invisible fist bumps at the <laughs> at the football games going, oh, I wish we could talk later. Give me your phone number and we'll have a coffee. But most everybody goes through this. It's hardly, um, it's hardly a season that anyone escapes the tough years of the teenage years, right? You go in for a hug and they like, eh, they like act like you're going to hold them hostage. <laughs> those silent years that you can't share those tough times with your friends. Oh my goodness, this is not good for anybody, right? 
Um, but I want moms to know that we've got your back. So today we're going to reveal some things about the goodness of teenagers, the tough times and how we can handle those. And I'm in for it. Are you? All right, let's do this. Teenagers, they do have a lot of great qualities. <laughs> they actually offer great advice. I was their I was their world for years, you know, and then they go to school and they get their friends and they get involved in sports and activities and and then one day you're just telling them the woes of your life and they give you the most brilliant advice. And it's like, who are you? How did you get this advice? Did that come from me? Who did that come from? And you're thinking, well, maybe this is like free counseling. Hey, sit down a minute and I'll feed you a corn dog or a cheeseburger. And, <laughs> and they are they are in it. But, you know, teenage years are so tough. I mean, all of the the acne. Ugh. I remember all the things. It's so hard to be a teenager. You know, when they start singing in the car and do you ever sing in the car and you're like, okay. And then the kids start singing in the car and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what's happening here. Um, Don't move, you know, don't make a comment. Just listen. Maybe they're opening up and telling you a story and you're like so giddy on the inside. But it's like this moment is so fleeting, right? When you're in the car or you come home, they come home from school and they start telling you a story about something and giving you their most, the most insights you've heard in a month. And then they begin to tell their drama at school or how their friend did this or that or especially how they say how I feel this makes me feel terrible or I'm not sure what to do and you're like oh my gosh are they asking for advice it feels like you've seen a unicorn <laughs> it feels like you know you have to be slow it's like you're you're in the woods and you see a deer and you're like if I make a sudden move it's going to scare them and so don't make a big deal about it right <laughs> be very still and just take it all in because any moment they could run <laughs> and oh the acne you know and the the awkwardness of just trying to you know they have those extra long arms or extra long legs and they're just trying to grow into their body uh the girls are usually taller than the boys for one summer everybody comes back and they're like holy cow that little girl is not a little girl anymore and it's almost like they're like a newborn giraffe trying to walk again, <laughs> trying to learn how to walk, you know, all their long arms and legs and everything's just out of, out of sorts. I know for me, I have teenagers that wear size 13 shoes and pants that are 36 long, and but their waist is like 30. <laughs> the only place you can get those is like Amazon, 30 by 36. Holy cow, that's skinny and tall. We're talking like six foot six here. I'm like, you're just going to have to wear shorts, boy, for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, but for instance, you know, it's hard because there's constant stress and anxiety at school. And, you know, think about if you had to go back to school, what would it be like? Could I even handle that? Could I even go back to school and understand algebra again? Um, shake this, you know, shake the dust off this brain and go back into class where everyone is all about like looks and and then the parent or the teacher comes in and is like, hey, will you stand up and 
write on the right the whiteboard how to do this, you know, calculus maneuver and you're like oh my gosh in front of 38 people I've got to get up and try to figure out this calculus calculation on the whiteboard I mean talk about peer pressure trying to decipher all that in front of 30 kids oh teenagers they roll their eyes oh that's like their superpower you know how like a baby cries a teenager rolls their eyes and sometimes they'll text you and you, you text all this like long, uh, see if you can identify here. You text all this stuff about the day or what needs to happen or how you feel. And then they just write back, K. K. That's it. That's not a word. It's not a sentence. It's just K. It's like the least common denominator of a reply that you can get. <laughs> I want to remind you that when they're rolling their eyes, they're watching you. You know, they're watching how you love hard and how you lean in when they feel scratchy, you know, and they act irritable. They're watching you, how you fight right with dad, how you love hard on your friends. You know, they're testing your loyalty and they're watching for your consistency. Do you hear me? They are watching you. They may be like, oh, you know, mom and dad are kissing again. Ugh, you know, and they roll their eyes like, oh, gross. But you know what? They're watching to see how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to be as an adult. They're watching. How are you going to show up in their lives, you know? And if you're going to show up, it's like, testing a a product you know how like market testing they have on products I went to school I went to college for marketing communications and we always had to go in there and look at the product and 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 feel it and touch it and drop it and how did it how did different ways we could use it and to see if it measured up right they measure your performance they're looking at our stamina the entire process is sent through kind of a fire of sorts And that's what they're doing with us. They're doing like a market test on us to see how we're going to hold up when they're mean, when they have ugly attitudes, right? Anybody have those places where you just want to run or you want to quit, especially after when your teenager says something so mean to you that it feels like a dagger to the heart. I mean, a dagger. You're being tested constantly. To see if you're tried or true. If you are worthy to lead from behind. Remember those days of, because I said so. That was so easy. It it just, you didn't even need your brain. It was like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Because I said so. But nowadays, it's way more than that. You have to use so much of your brain trying to figure out all the reasons why they can or they can or what they should do and leading them now from behind, it's tough because now they're 16, 17 years old and they are so close to adulthood. It's not even funny, right? Okay, so no more because I said so. We are leading from behind. Sometimes it feels like we're rebuffed about a thousand times, you know, and you're just like, I just want to quit. I want to walk away. Like, it's so hard to love somebody that's not lovable, you know? 
but that's your kid and they won't always be this way. They won't, you know, your hormones are raging. (laughs) Their hormones are raging. It's just like a perfect storm, isn't it? Of chaos and crazy and all the, just how everybody feels. It's like in the red, you know, it's like, (laughs) there's a warning on all the levels. What's great about being a teenager? You know what I love is they can fail. They can fail at epic proportions with little risk. Think about it. Sometimes in life we're like, oh, you know, if you're 42 years old or 35 or 50, you know, and you're thinking, oh, I've got mortgage and I've got, you know, three kids and there's a lot of things we're juggling right now. It's harder to take a risk. But when you're a kid, let them take the risk, encourage it, because the more they fail, the more they see what works and what doesn't work. And they're still under the umbrella of your protection. All right, Mama, be quiet and listen. Oh, my goodness. These kids, they start to open up to you. It's like, hold your breath. Be quiet and listen. In the car is a perfect time for carpool connection. I'm going to give you some insights here and you may be already doing this and that's awesome. And maybe you can write into the show at Stephanie at stephanieplatka.com and tell me what you do for carpool connection and getting the kids to talk and just having some really great moments and them, you know, really opening up and telling their woes and their hardships and their drama. I mean, it's really exciting when a, a teenager does it because it's so, so rare Just be careful not to give advice that's unsolicited. Just listen. All right. I've talked to a million mom friends and that's what they say. Have you ever been laying across their bed at like one in the morning and you're just waiting for them to talk or waiting for them to open up or it's hard. You got bloodshot eyes and you're like, and then all of a sudden like 1252, they just start rambling and they just can't say enough. And you're like, oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) I've done that. I've been in the car listening, listening, and you're like, oh my gosh, don't move. Because it's it's really like trying to f- feed one of those squirrels, you know, any sudden movement and they're going to run for the heels. So you have to be super like the best listener ever. You know, the important part is to earn their trust, to really hold it sacred. You know, don't talk to another sibling about what they've discussed with you. Or even a friend could mention it at a later date. And now they feel vulnerable. They feel exposed. They think you're gossiping about them. You know, you've told their, uh, the friends have told their friends or told their kids and then life begins to crumble. I always tell my kids, and I learned this from other mentors that are ahead of me on the journey that said, look, if you're in middle school and you don't want someone to know something, never speak of it. Not to your best friend. Don't say it in the bathroom. Don't say it to yourself out loud. Never Speak it. Because once you do, it becomes like a bullhorn that you put in somebody else's hands and they might as well just announce it on the intercom speaker. (laughs) It's true. It is so true. So let's create safe places. It's what I call fire pit moments. When we traveled cross country with the kids and homeschooled them, um, and even now when we'll like, go on a motorhome trip for, you know, the summer, we have fire pit moments. And what that, for me, what that means is, is just moments where we just, you know, sometimes it's just, it actually is by the fire pit. And the kids just open up. They start talking about their life and 
the drama at school and friends who are into this and that. And oh my gosh, it's so, you know, if you just lay there long enough by the hammock, they've, they've been sitting in reading a book, they'll just start talking. And those fire pit moments for us is like, even when we're on trips and my husband will say, all right, let's come up with two things that you don't know how to do. And we're going to practice it all summer. And that might be, I don't know, you make your own list. But um, the kids would practice those things all summer and they didn't have the pressure of people at school like laughing, going, ah, that looks stupid or you look dumb doing that or no, it's just in the safety of our family and they're trying new things. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that was awesome. By the time you try and fail, try and fail that hundredth time, then you rise above and you're really good at it. So it just those fire pit moments create a place that feels safe. They feel like they can talk to you, especially when it, it kind of ramps up. It goes from like nothing's going on to all of a sudden 30 minutes in, they start chatting. So that's nice. Another fire pit moment for us is after dinner walks. You know, it's like those thoughts just begin to fall out of their head. There's no peer pressure, just safety and a quiet moment. And... We just let them talk. So after dinner walks are really the best for us. Um, car drives. I love me a good car drive. You know, like sometimes I'll just say, hey, so-and-so, do you want to go for a ride? And they know what that means. For us, it means oh, we're going to go grab their favorite Taco Bell or their Chick-fil-A or whatever that fast food is. And we go in a drive through we'll, and they sit there and eat and talk and laugh and Sometimes they'll listen to the music that's like, oh, it's making my head hurt. But they love that music. And that's what gets them excited and brings their energy level up and makes them want to talk. Because now you're in their territory on their turf. Okay. So find, find that space that, that they love. Taco Bell. Sponsorship already. Chick-fil-A. All right. So radio show there's this radio show that we listen to every morning it's like a little talk radio show oh my goodness my teenagers love this radio show in the morning it would be so awkward you know at 8 a.m trying to get to school and everybody's late and we're skidding in hot throwing kids out left and right dodging traffic (laughs) And then we discovered this radio show, and it is so good. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's this radio show the kids love. It's a talk show, and usually it's like where somebody delivers bad news to someone they love, or or it, there's always something, you know, in crazy going on. So now they want to jump in the car. They don't want to be late. They're like, let's get there fast. All right. Teens, don't forget, they have so much to offer. They're full of raw wisdom and insight and talent and beauty. You know, teens are like these geode rocks that they have this tendency to look average, but then you open it up and it's just such a beautiful gem, a treasure for people to see, you know. I just want to remind you today to treasure those moments because every season, good or bad, won't last forever, okay? What you say, you know, teenagers may seem like they're so tough around the edges and and can be mean at times, but they're quite sensitive. So what you say and how you say it, the tone, just be careful, okay? How you label them, 
or I don't know, it just adds baggage to their life. You know, those unmet expectations that we bestow on them. Let's watch what we do there. Okay. Because they look at us and they're like, okay, well, mom thinks this about me. And it's the lens from which they'll make decisions and they'll view life. Right. If we think that they're a liar or a troublemaker or they're the perfect child or, oh, you drive me crazy. As my friend Marianne Otley, author of Love Triumphs, she always reminds us to bestow a blessing on your kid. All right, let's pray real quick. Lord, give us wisdom on how to lead from behind, when to insert and intervene and when to be still and know that you are God. I pray for these teenagers, for good friends and mentors who will guide them when life takes them in uncharted waters for protection and wisdom to give us a hope and a future. In your name, amen. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.